about four different ways to remove a curse. I'm just going to keep moving to the sound guys can get my audio right. And, and, and we talked about uh, removing generational curses or generational sins or hereditary sins. That we can lift curses off of our lives by looking at those things generationally that come down. And be able to get to the place where we can repent of that. Take responsibility for those things. Even though it didn't, you know, we didn't cause them. And then be able to move into the blessings of God. The second thing that we had talked about was, um, was forgiveness. Say forgiveness. You know, about releasing forgiveness and also receiving forgiveness. And we talked about the scriptures, you know, that, that God says, if you don't forgive others, he's not going to forgive you. Jesus said, you need to release forgiveness to others so God can release forgiveness to you. And we also stepped into, and I know a couple Sundays ago, God broke some things off. Amen. Anybody receive something from the Lord? Amen. Just from the forgiveness aspect, we just saw something shift in the spiritual realm, and I was just so excited about it. And then we, we, we dealt with some soul ties, and I know that was a pretty intense time this past Sunday, and I want to I wanna tell you, you guys were troopers. You, you guys did great getting through that. Those of you, if you weren't here, there is some soul ties um, right back on this back table right here by the sound booth. I encourage you to get that, read through it, and pray and break off those soul ties that are in your life. Um, also, the, the other thing that we talked about in order to be able to, to remove the curse was to confess our sin. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and, and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I want to get to the place where now we are beginning to move forward. I want to be able to be at the place where now I can receive the blessings from God. I want to be at a place where I can, like an onion, remove those different layers and look at the blessings from God. So I don't know. We're just going to walk through this. Is that all right? We're just going to step through this thing. Uh, Pastor Virginia, I'm going to ask you to come on up here. We're going to do a little team preaching tonight. Is that all right? Amen. Come on. Is that all right? You know, I, I was working on a message, and um, actually, it's, it's probably going to be for a couple Sundays from now, and... Uh, and, and, um, and I knew what the Lord wanted me to, to teach and to preach on tonight. And we were going to release some things and really allow you to really get into the blessings of God. Because you are blessed to be a blessing. Say this. Say, I am, I am blessed, blessed, blessed to be a blessing. Now tell somebody that. Say, I am blessed to be a blessing. I'm blessed to be a blessing. You know, and we were like, well, yeah, you know, you might say that, you might speak that. Sometimes you don't feel that way. But it's not about what you feel. And, and I, this, this afternoon, we had prayer from 12 to 2, and Virginia started talking about the blessings of God, and I was like, she is preaching my sermon tonight, you know? So anyways, I was like, okay, this has got to happen. You, you have got to be able to, to preach with me tonight. So I've got to, have you got my, my, my PowerPoint? Can we go ahead and put that up? I want to talk about the blessings of Abraham. Say that. The blessings of Abraham. The blessings of Abraham. What are they? Where did they come from? Where did they first come from? If you'll turn with me in Galatians chapter 3, I, I really appreciate uh, Pastor Lopez being with us uh, Sunday morning. And, and how many of you know we want to make people feel at home? And, and, you know, he was a Methodist pastor, and we read the word, and they stood up. He stood up, so I had you all stand up. I want to thank you guys for just kind of participating with me. It kind of made him feel a little more comfortable when we read the word. Now, uh, all I know is that we're a church, we're a word church, and if we stood up every time we read the word, that y'all would be standing up more than praise and worship. Come on, somebody. So anyways, I want us to look at the word of God. 
I want us to be okay, able to see before you get the, the blessings that we're going to be able to have, the blessings of Abraham. <laughs> it's going to be hard to do this because Eric's fired up and so am I, okay? I just want to say this before it gets into the blessings is that the blessings and the curses cannot occupy the same place. If you're in the curse, you're in darkness. If you're in the blessings, you're in light. And you cannot have both. And that's what I believe we try to do. We try to walk a little bit in the, in the blessing and, and then the whole lot in the, in the curse, not because we choose to, but because we allow it to happen. So I want you to know, you cannot, you cannot put those two together. They don't go together, all right? Do you guys remember when we put a chair up here and we said faith and fear cannot operate in the same seat? Are you with me? Blessings and cursings are the same way. In other words, if I was to put a chair up here and Shelly sit in the chair and she's the blessing and I'm the curse, I'd have to move her out of that chair in order to take position in that chair. So that's what we want to have you understand tonight. So as we begin to step into the blessings, let's take a look at this. Can we look at it? Galatians chapter 3 and verse 14 says, In order that Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham, might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Say, through faith. Now, I, this, uh, this is a whole other area, but we're going to talk about sometime in the, in the near future about faith and how it's connected and what the blessings are that we operate by faith. So we see this in the New Testament. We see Paul talking to the Galatian church about the blessings of Abraham, all right? So what, my question is, when you see it, do we just read over it or do we say, wait a minute, where did that come from? And I'm the one that I look at it and I'm like, where did that come from? How did that get there? And why was Paul referring to the blessings of Abraham if there wasn't a blessing from Abraham for us to be able to receive? So turn with me to Genesis chapter 28. I'm going to take you right back there real quickly. And then I'm going to turn uh, Pastor Virginia loose. Genesis 28 was where, um, was where the, the blessings of Abraham actually were released. God released them before that in the 12th chapter of Genesis. But in 28, we see where, um, where the blessings of Abraham were released from Isaiah, or, or uh, yeah, Isaac unto Jacob. So let's say verse 28. Let's look at, well, let me just read verses 1 through 4. So if you got your Bible, just turn with me. So Isaac called Jacob and he blessed him. Say blessed him. Blessed him. And he charged him and he said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughter of Canaan. Arise and go to Padaram, the house of Bethel, your father's, your, excuse me, your mother's father. From there, take yourself a wife from the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply. That sounds like dominion. Does it sound like Genesis one twenty six? He will bless you, make you fruitful, and multiply you, that you may become a company of peoples. Verse 4, let's take a look at that. May he also give you the blessing of Abraham to you and to your descendants, with you, and that you may possess the land of your sojourings, which God gave to Abraham. So we can see that Isaac was giving this blessing to Jacob. And then we see Paul in the early church in, in, in Galatia giving that, talking about that blessing coming from Abraham. So go to Genesis chapter 12 and let's look at this blessing. We just, I want to just touch base on that blessing. Okay. You got anything to add yet? No. Okay. Um, Genesis chapter 12, and, and I want to look at this. See, Abraham 
the background of Abraham was he was a, a moon worshiper and he had a relationship with God. He got a relationship with God. All right? He was not a Christian worshiper. Okay, let me say this. Abraham did not receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Do you know that? And yet, was he blessed? Was he really, really, really blessed? You know why? Because he believed God. That's what he did. He used to believe whatever God said was true. God came to him, talked to him in the natural, did he not? He sent angels and he cooked for them, you know? I mean, Abraham didn't have to... He didn't have to think, well, now, is there a God or is there not a God? Because God absolutely showed himself to Abraham physically. You know what kind of blessings you get from Abraham? Physical. You get your physical blessings. You're entitled to them through Abraham because he did everything by faith. You get your blessings, your physical blessings by faith through Abraham because it said the blessing would go to the Gentiles. He, he just read that a moment ago. Gentiles were not saved, were they? They were. They are not saved, I should say. And so I'm not saying Abraham didn't go to God, you know, when he died. He was one of the Old Testament saints, and they're all with God, okay? But he didn't receive what we didn't receive salvation like we do, and yet he got blessed. Well, shouldn't we be blessed more than that? Amen. Amen. We, ha- we have the cross and everything that was given to us on the cross. And how many of you have got too many goods, got so much goods that you just can't even contain it and you have to give it away every day? Even, even Abraham had to have Lot move over to the other side. There wasn't room for Abraham and Lot to live in the same land. He had to go, Lot had to go somewhere else because there wasn't room for all the cattle and the servants and everything that they had. Well, I haven't got to that point yet, but we're supposed to be. Okay. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to move into these things. And one of the things that I want you to understand, I don't want to mess with your theology, but when she talked about that Abraham wasn't a Christian because Christ wasn't on the scene yet. Come on, are you with me? And it was before the law. So I had somebody one time ask me, he said, you know, Abraham lied. He lied to, and, and told the people that his wife was, was his sister. And they were like, how's Abraham get away with that? And he's still the righteousness of God. And God still loves him. And God still called him a friend. It was before the law. Say before the law. So there was a time of time period that we're talking about in the beginning at a time period where before Moses came and God gave him the Ten Commandments, it was before that. So there has to be the righteousness of God operating even before the law that where you could operate in the righteousness of God through the law and then through Christ, you can still operate in the righteousness of God no longer by the law, but back to the original intent that God had it to be the righteousness of God through through Christ Jesus. So Abraham, here's a guy who loves God, is obedient to God. God says go when he goes. And God's, you know, God tells him to go to a land that he doesn't know, take his stuff, move it. And Abraham begins to take it and he begins to move it and God begins to speak to him. And, and like Virginia said, God spoke to him in many different ways. One way that, you know, he sent angels. He, he entertained angels. And then they fixed food for them and they, they fed them and it was like entertaining the Lord. So be careful who, who knocks on your door. Be careful who you run into. Be careful because, you know, the Bible tells us that you may be entertaining angels unaware. So let's take a, let's, let's take a look at the blessing. But first, <laughs> I almost lose my thought. This is weird what we're doing here. 
today I had the whole floor, you know, and I'm and this way I'm kind of having to go and come. But, <clears throat> you know, I know you've all heard of the blessings of Abraham, and it goes in one ear and out the other. You don't even, I mean, if you'll sit down and just think about what, he, what the blessings were, he, he didn't lack for anything. Not one thing did he lack for. In fact, he had tremendous amount. But, you know, the word says the blessings of Abraham are ours, but it also says that, that God counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. And this scripture right here says that they which are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So whatever Abraham had, you're entitled to. Now that's a lot. Okay. Say this. I am entitled. I have a right. Right. To, what Abraham had. to what Abraham had. I can receive, I can receive the, blessings of Abraham. the blessings of Abraham. I don't have to wait. I, don't have to wait. I can operate in it now. I can operate in it let's now. thank Jesus for that. Amen? Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. Yes. Thank you, it's an amazing thing. Now, let's take a look at this. Because in Genesis chapter 12, God, God began to you know, talk to Abraham. And here's what he said. He said, go forth from your country and leave your relatives, your father's house. Take off to a land which I'm going to show you. Now, let's look at verse 2. He says, I will make you a great nation. Why? And I will bless you. Why? I will make your name great. Why? So you shall be a blessing. Why, Lord? Why is Abraham going to be all these things? And I will bless those who bless, bless you. you. Turn to your neighbor and say, bless you. Bless Turn to your other neighbor and say, bless you. Bless you. Bless you. I mean, I, I really like it, especially when I'm in a public place and, and somebody sneezes. Because I always say, God bless you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's almost like I can get that in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I am sociably acceptable right now. I can, I can get that in there. Verse 3 says, And I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, say in you, in you. all the families of the earth will be blessed. So God is saying, this is Abraham through you, in you. Does it sound like Christ? All the families will be blessed. So those blessings, that blessing that Abraham has, we can now receive those blessings. So when Paul says in Galatians chapter 3, and I really want to encourage you to go back through and read Galatians chapter 3 and begin to see the blessings of the Lord. Because when we come to Christ, we become the righteousness of God. Say, I'm righteous. I'm righteous. You know, you're righteous not because of what you do or could do, but what Jesus has done for us. Are you, do you understand in this? See, I can mess up and, and I can make a mistake. I can sin or transgress or, or I can transgress on somebody else or something like that. And I still can be the righteousness of God. I want to confess my sin so I can be cleansed and begin to walk in the purity and holiness, but actually, I am pure and holy right now because of the righteousness of God that comes through Christ Jesus that actually started with Abraham. Actually, if you want to go back to the beginning, it started with Adam and Eve. So I'm the righteousness of God. So I'm cleansed and I'm whole and I'm pure and I can begin to walk in that way. I can begin to walk forward and I not only have to, I don't have to wait on the blessing, I can begin to walk in that blessing now. Okay, the blessings are found in Deuteronomy 28 
the ones that we're going to talk about tonight. And Deuteronomy 28, 1 says, It shall come to pass. Now, this is God speaking, okay? Listen up, look up like it's God speaking. This is God. If thou shalt hearken, if you'll listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and you'll do his commandments that I command today, the Lord thy God shall set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on you. Praise the Lord. Not only that, and overtake you. Have they overtaken you yet? You know, there's a scripture about tithing that says God will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings more than you can hold. Blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Okay, if you've reached that point, well, Eric and I need to sit down and you need to preach this, but I don't think any of you have gotten there yet. Okay, so the first one is blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field, or we'll say the country, okay? Now, you don't have to move to the country to get blessed. People have been migrating from the inner cities to the country. And, you know, one of the prophetic words for the coming next 10 years is that people are going to leave the cities in droves and come out to the smaller communities. So you know what that will do to us? Well, we'll explode, won't we? Um, people believe that God can only operate outside of the city limits. Some people think that, you know, you got to be in the city. There are a lot of people that think Woodward, Oklahoma's out in nowhere. Well, I love Woodward, Oklahoma. I, I think it's, it's a glorious place. It's a light on a hill, and it's going to impact this whole region. Okay? Well, and we were in meetings, and we talked to people, and they say, you're out there from that place out in there, you know. But this is a great place. We've got a great region out here. We, you know, from the, from the panhandle of Texas, the panhandle of Oklahoma, all the way back in this region, we believe this is God's country. You know, and there's a sign out there, there's a marker that says no man's land. Well, it's, it's, it's not no man. It is no man's land because now it belongs to God. Come on, it's God's land. Amen. So when you start eating no man's land's beef jerky, you're eating some beef jerky that's God's. Come on, somebody. Okay, so some of you live in the city or like in Woodward, I call that a city, or you live in the country. But you know what? God says you're going to be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. So wherever you're at, you don't have to move. You're already blessed, okay? Um, You know, you're blessed in your home. You're blessed in your job. You're blessed... You know, if you're, if you're driving, wherever you are, you're blessed, okay? Because God said so. That's why. Because he has already issued it. He's already passed it out, so to speak, okay? The second one, read that second one, Eric, please. Blessed shall you be the offering of your body and the produce of your ground and the offspring <clears throat> of your beast and the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. Okay, we're talking about the fruit of your body. It's your children, Do you want your children to be blessed? Yes. Yes. This says your seed will be blessed. That's good news. You can expect to have a healthy baby. You can expect to have healthy kids. Why? Because God says he'll bless the fruit of your body. Okay? So if that's not happening, then you begin to speak this specific scripture. And the fruit of your ground. Well, and the fruit of your cattle and um, the flocks of your sheep. Well, I think. Probably Bill has some sheep. Does anybody else have sheep? You got some goats too? Some guy, anybody got cattle? I know Jerry's got some cattle. You got some? So God's saying anything you're involved in ought to be blessed. You know, it says your ground. How many of you know what your ground is? Well, known in Delbert, your ground 
right now is the antique business. Okay? Your ground is the farm or the cattle, right? Uh, and the ground where your home is. The, the ground. What, what do you do? You know, that's your ground. Our ground is where you this labor. ministry. Where, where do you labor? You know, where do you spend your time? That's your ground. God says your ground is blessed. Now, if, if you're at a job where you're not blessed and, and you're all frustrated about it, you need to start quoting the scripture because your ground is blessed. And if it's not blessed, then you're not doing or listening to God because he said if you'll do his commandments and do what he says to do, he'll bless the ground that you're in. So that's where we are. We're, we're all in different grounds, but we're blessed. So if the blessings of Abraham have come upon us and we have got this inheritance from Abraham, we've also got an inheritance from Jesus, right? Are you with me? Abraham's dead. Jesus is, has died and risen and seated at the right hand of the Father, ever interceding on our behalf. These inheritance, these blessings are here now, and we got to begin to walk in them. So if you're in a job like she was talking about that you're having trouble with, you begin to start rising up and say, wait a minute, I have the blessings of Abraham in my life, and I'm going to speak to that job. You're going to speak to that atmosphere. You're going to walk in that land, that ground, and you're going to call it blessed. Didn't he say that he'll give you every every inch of the ground that your the sole of your foot treads upon he says whatever we do in word and deed we do it unto the lord jesus christ and you got to begin to say i'm blessed say i'm blessed blessed. come on tell somebody i'm blessed i'm blessed blessed. yeah you know it doesn't matter what you're wearing what you're what you're driving you are blessed you are the blessed of god and we got to begin to understand that when we walk in the blessings of abraham that things have to change and line up to the blessings of God in our life. Somebody needs to give the Lord Almighty shout of praise in this house because we're blessed. We are blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. I I see. I see Martin Van Dorn. I said, Martin, how you doing? He's like, I'm blessed and highly favored. You know, that's Martin. Nobody can say it like Martin Van Dorn can say it. You know, and it doesn't matter what's going on in Martin's life. He could have just overcome some real difficult things. And I see him. He's speaking that blessing and that blessing is coming upon you and coming up in your land in Jesus' name. See, Somebody wants to be blessed. About this, Amen. Okay? So if your ground is blessed, it's because of you. It's up to you to get your ground blessed, okay? And it's up to you to expect a harvest to come from that ground. And you know what we do? We look for this gigantic brontosaurus-sized harvest, don't you? That's what we do. And you know what you do? You miss the little things along the way because you're looking for this great big, oh, God's going to do something wonderful, something big and huge. Yeah, but he does something every day. So expect your ministry to work. I expect this ministry to grow. I expect it to expand. I expect it. Oh, you wouldn't believe the things that that I pray over, over this ministry, okay? And you know what? It's what God wants. I'm just praying what God wants. And in, in 1 John 5, God says that, that if you ask anything according to his will, I know it's his will for this church to get huge because there's a lot of people out there that need God, okay? So if it's his will, then, and, then I can know that, that he heard me. And if I know he heard me, I know that I have what I've asked, so I've already got it. I'm just, I'm just thanking God for it and waiting for it to manifest in this natural realm. And that's another whole sermon. But I'm expecting results. 
I'm supposed to have everything I want to have and everything I can believe God for. And that's what we've got, people. We got what we believe God for. And that's as far as we've got. We put a lid on him. Well, you know, we're not supposed to have too much. We might get all uh, uh, twisted. You know, we might get all tied up with money. Yeah, you might get enough. You could just start passing it out. I was telling Pastor Eric at noon, you know, wouldn't you like to just build a whole edition over here and say, okay, $100 a month, you know, this is yours, guys. Just come and pick out the house you want. Or go to the grocery store and just give $300 to everybody in line. Amen. And let them just buy groceries. I mean, wouldn't you like to do that? Dear God, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be just grabbing all this money we can get and sticking it in a hole. But we are supposed to be making money on interest, and that's later. I guess we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, wherever you are, your ground ought to be blessed, and you ought to be expecting it to be blessed. So if you haven't been, you can start right now expecting it to be blessed. Okay? Deuteronomy 28, verse 5. My mouth's dry. Oops, I drank that water. You drank that water. Here's one. It says, blessed shall be your basket and your store. Well, does that make any sense to you? Your basket? Well, what is your basket? It's what? Okay. What was brought and stored up until it was needed because people didn't need, you know, when this was written, people didn't, they didn't, they have, didn't have a refrigerator or a freezer. <laughs> so what did they do? They canned it or they put it in a smokehouse. I mean, that was my ancestors. I don't know what they did in Genesis. Do you, Eric? Um, buried it, Okay. They put it in so your bowls. basket and your store is, who said this, your bank account and your investments. So if you're spending everything that you get and you don't have anything left over, is that what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm talking about. You're supposed to be blessed in your bank accounts, in your savings account. They're not supposed to just meet your needs. They're supposed to be overflowing so that you, you know, you have to spend your time not trying to figure out how you're going to make ends meet, but figuring out what you're going to do with all this. I mean, well, don't you want to have that problem? Yeah. Hey, I, I'm going to have to spend eight hours figuring out who to give this to. Yeah. You know, God, I'm going to go to prayer and find out what you want me to do with this $100,000 I just got that I don't know what to do with. Now, some people think that's just, that's just outrageous, you know. It's not outrageous. Abraham was rich. I'm t- he was what you want to say. Filthy rich. He was rich. Well, Jacob was too. I mean, Isaac was too. These people were rich. They know something that we haven't got a hold of, evidently. We just think, well, it's, you know, it's spiritual to be, you know, just don't get too far ahead and just just get your needs met and God will bless you. Well, he will, but you know what? He wants to bless you a whole lot more than he has. Okay. Can you read verse 6? Yeah, blessed shall you be when you come in. Say, come in. And blessed shall you be when you go out. Say, go out. I mean, if you're coming, you're either coming or going. Right? You either coming in or going out. You coming in or going out. You coming in or going out. So you're going to be blessed coming in and blessed going out. So you're blessed going in and you're blessed going out. And you're blessed going in and you're blessed going out. 
So it's kind of like, you know, you meditate on the word day and night, night and day, day and night. I mean, there's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no margin in there that you're not meditating on the word or shouldn't be meditating on the word. You're blessed going in and going out. So I'm blessed wherever I go, whatever I do. And if I'm going in, I'm blessed. And if I'm coming out, I'm blessed. So when you go out your front door or your garage door, whatever you go out, I want you from this time forward to start looking for the blessing. As soon as you walk out the door, it says you're blessed when you go out. So something's out there for you every single day. You're blessed when you come. And when you come home, you shouldn't come home to strife and stress and tension and upset. You walk in the door and you should be looking for the blessing. You know what? It's like I said, we're looking for this great big blessing. And we don't even stop to thank God for all these little things we get all day long. All of these people he puts across our path, all of the prayers that people pray for us. I remember when, when Pastor Jerry had his accident, you know, I really found out what an awesome group of people you are, you know. You took time to pray. You took time to send it to me and let me know about it. And that was a blessing to me. That was a great blessing to me. It, was, it just made me feel protected and loved and, and kept Okay, so I was blessed coming in and going out even when I was in the hospital for two weeks. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Listen, I want you to know that you may be going into a season of warfare, but you're blessed going into that season. Oh, come on, somebody. You may be in a dry season. You may be in an area where it just may be really wet where you're at, but you're blessed coming out of that season. So wherever you're going in or whatever you're coming out, you're blessed. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm blessed. Come on, tell somebody, I'm blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. But look for those blessings. Look for those blessings. There are some little things there that in the midst of where you're going, you can turn and you can look and go, wow, look at that blessing that was there. Look at that thing that's right on the outside or or, or of your peripheral vision that might be right there that you're blessed. You are blessed. And we've got to begin. You know, uh, we prophesied and it came forth that said, look again. Do you remember that? The prophetic word that that God was saying, look again, like Gehazi that went out by the prophet said, go look again. We are telling you today, look again. That which you thought was cursed is now blessed in the name of Jesus. You're going to begin to look at things differently and see things differently and and begin to have the vision to say, I'm going to look at that and I'm blessed. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You've got to look. You've got to change how you look at things and look at those things. I'm blessed and not cursed. I'm blessed and not cursed. I'm walking in the blessings of God. I am walking and I receive the blessing of Abraham in my life. Amen. So this morning I went up upstairs to spend some time with God. And this is where he took me. And I just, I just kept reading all of these blessings. And I, I just got so terribly excited that I couldn't contain it. I thought, well, I'm just going to tell these people at OAPN about it today. Well, I even put it on Facebook. And I said, you know, just come. I don't know. It must not have gotten out too good because it was 1030 and I put it on there. But I said, you know, come, to, come at 12 and um, bring, bring your lunch if you have to. Well, I had a couple of people that saw it on Facebook and came. And so we, we talked about it. Well, then I, I get Chuck Pierce's, this is day two of his 21-day devotion. And Chuck Pierce has been putting out all so much stuff, which lets me know we're all in war. If you haven't been in war, God bless you. Because I'm telling you, <clears throat> it's been a wartime. It's been a very, very strenuous, serious, 
attack, 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 attack. <clears throat> well, this is what Chuck came out with today, and I thought it just really hits us. I thought these blessings hit us. I thought, where's my brain? You know, I know this stuff. Don't you know this stuff? Winona, don't you know this stuff? And we're not doing it, are we? We know it. And I'm thinking, well, somebody ought to just beat the tar out of us. Isn't that what they used to say, beat the tar out of us? Well, I'm, not, I'm going to beat the tar out of you spiritually here so that you'll go home and put the word to work. But this is what Chuck says. The Lord said to him, My people must always be going from faith to faith, and as they enter this new season, I see they are struggling in their going. They have faith, but their faith is weak. Their expectations have been bruised. Their hope in me performing what I have spoken has become like a faded dream. And they're living in the present and having dread for the future. And they're no longer anticipating favorable outcomes, so my favor is slowly lifting from them. They're not rising above but are being sidetracked by circumstances, and these circumstances are keeping them from entering into my creative power. I am God and not man, so I am able to release new vigor and strength that will catapult you into your next season to see. And I'm able, if you will lean not on your own abilities... I will enable you. And so what I see is we've gotten our eyes on what's going on in the nation. We've got our eyes on what's going on with our families and right. what's going on in this city. Right. And what we've done is we got a little sidetracked. We get circumstances begin to loom up right in front of your face and they just, sometimes they just, they hit you with them. They don't just stay there. They slap you, don't they? And so what we have to do is say, okay, what does God's word say about this? And begin to do that. And earlier I was studying that our umbrella is God's word. Curses are in this earth. You can't, you can't uh, destroy them. They're in the earth. You just don't have to live in them or walk in them. So you hold God's word up here like an umbrella and you walk around in it. Well, circumstances sometimes hit you so hard the umbrella gets a little off center. Uh-oh, I'm getting wet over here. The, the curses are raining on me right here. And so I'm not, totally, I'm not totally out of the word, and I'm still believing God, but I'm getting hit. Do you understand that? It's not that I've forsaken God, and God has not forsaken me. But the curses are allowed to get in to me because I've got my umbrella, my God's word umbrella. It's wonkerjawed. That's the word, wonkerjawed. How do you like that? Walker you probably John. never heard that word. What was that? <laughs> Somebody's heard it. Okay. What, what is that again? Womper John? <laughs> Wonker John. Wonker John. <laughs> oh, well, a little levity's Well, good, your Wonker John's going to be blessed. <laughs> so if, if you're, it's a word Wonker of God John. that you're quoting has gotten a little tilted, then get it up here right or get somebody to help you get it straightened up. You know, the body of Christ is supposed to be helping each other okay okay where are we at pastor <clears throat> oh i love this one love this one deuteronomy 28 7 and 8 now this boy this really blessed me this morning this is actually the first scripture i came to when i got excited the lord not me but the lord is going to cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face that means you're going to get to see it happen, right? 
They'll come against you one way, and God's going to cause them to flee in seven ways. Mm. Now, I'm telling you, that's, that's putting a little heat on them, isn't it? And the Lord will command the blessing upon you in your storehouse and in all that you set your hand to, and he'll bless you in the land which God has given you. Now, God has given us a land. Does anybody know what our land is? I'm not talking about our ground. What is the land we've been given? Yeah, yeah. That. Marie. The kingdom of God. So fair. You were there today. King's dominion, rulership, authority. Amen. Whoo, that's good. We, our land is the kingdom of God, okay? That's our land. God said he'll bless us in our land. We don't, we're not in the kingdom of darkness. We're in the kingdom of light, okay? So we're blessed in our land. God gave us this land. Whew. The, the land is the land of walking in the realm of the spirit. And our land flows with milk and honey. But Say, you, I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed. Say, my blessings are flowing. They're, they're flowing. They're flowing. So our storehouses are blessed because in that same scripture, he says that everything you set your hand to, everything you set your hand to. Now, if you just have one business, that business is blessed. You've got two businesses, that they're blessed. You work at one place, it's blessed. It's blessed because you're there. If, if no other reason, it's blessed because you're there. Your boss may not know it, but it's blessed because you're there. Okay? So it's blessed. It's blessed. It's blessed. I'm telling you, everything you set your hand to covers a lot. And you know, what we do is we go out and we try this and it flops and we think, well... That wasn't the will of God, I guess. It says everything you set your hand to prospers. Psalm 1 says that. If you'll walk not and live not in the counsel of the ungodly and you won't sit in the seat of the scornfuls and your delight will be in the desire of the Lord and his precepts and instructions and teachings you'll continually meditate on, then he'll make you like a tree firmly tended by the streams of living water and your leaf won't fade or wither and your fruit will come forth in its season and everything... Everything, 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 everything you set your hand to prospers. Now, we, we, we got to get this. We got to get this figured out. It's God's will for us to be prosperous. Not so we can sit on it, but so we can advance the kingdom. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say, I obey God. And blessings are overtaking me. I expect my ground to be blessed. I expect my ground to be blessed. My bank account is blessed. My bank account is blessed. I'm looking for the blessing. I'm looking for the blessing. I am blessed. I'm blessed at my home. I'm blessed at my home. I'm blessed at my work. I'm blessed at my work. I'm blessed on the way. I'm blessed on the way. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going in. And I'm blessed coming out. And I'm blessed coming out. Blessings are overtaking me. Blessings are overtaking me. I'm going to receive those blessings of Abraham. I'm going to receive those blessings of Abraham. Right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, we got to get this. We have got to shift this thing. You know, and then some people will say, well, you know, that's a positive attitude. That's right. I'm blessed in my attitude. 
No, no, you didn't hear me. I got a good attitude, amen? And my attitude determines my altitude because how far I'm going to go is going to be determined by how my attitude is because the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, meaning I am blessed to overcome. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I am an overcomer. I can overcome what the enemy tries to bring against me. You know why? Because I'm blessed. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said I'm blessed. Come on, say that to somebody. Say, I'm blessed. I am blessed. Say it again. I'm blessed. Say it again. I mean, you got to say it over and over and over and over and over. It doesn't. Don't look at the natural of what your bank account says. Don't look at the natural of what the newspaper says. Don't turn on CNN and Fox and listen to that garbage and believe it. You got to say the kingdom of God is blessed, and I'm in the kingdom of God. My land is blessed. Oh, come on, somebody. Anybody getting this? My land is blessed. I'm in the kingdom. I operate in the kingdom. There's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost, and that's in the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 All right, another blessing. Verse 9, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself. You don't have to establish yourself. God will establish you as a holy people, as he swore to you, if you'll keep the commandments and walk in his ways. So all the peoples of the earth are going to see that you're called by the name of the Lord and they're going to be afraid of you. It's okay if they're afraid of you. You know, I think Congress is afraid of the church. <laughs> hey, there's people in Woodward that's of afraid there. of the church. Right. You tell them you go to Living Word Fellowship, they're going to be afraid of you. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but just understand, then you just got to say, hey, it's just because I'm blessed. Yeah. Right. I'm blessed and the blessings are overtaking me. And here we, I mean, this just goes on and on. Do you see that? I know you're thinking we're, we're just saying the same verses, but we're not. This is verse 11. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the offspring of your body, that's your kids, and in the offspring of your beast, that's your cattle and whatever, and in the produce of your ground, that's in all those gardens we're raising, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, the land is the kingdom the kingdom okay hallelujah hallelujah so all of the work of our hand is prospering um verse 12 the lord will open he's going to do it he'll open his good treasure can you see god with a huge treasure chest here and he opens it up every day and says you know come up here Winona, and just pick out whatever it is you want you know what is it you need today doesn't mean it's silver and gold or jewels or whatever it's whatever you need if you need strength if you need hope if you need encouragement if you need money if you need relationships restored if you need whatever you need it's in god's treasure chest and he's just waiting it says he will open unto you his good treasure And he'll open the heaven to give rain in your land in his season and bless all the work of your hand and you shall lend to many nations and you shall not borrow. And you know, as I was going home from this this afternoon, it rained on me all the way home. I said, God, praise God, because we talked about the rain. We, We need rain and we should just be able to ask and have it. So, you know, we're, we're operating in the curse around here because we can't get the ground wet. So what's the deal? We're going to have to listen to God, ask for the rain, and receive it. Now, this not being able to to borrow, um, 
I had a scripture. I'm going to read. No, I want the scripture. I want to go back to the rain. Verse 12. To give rain in your land in its season. There are seasons when we need the rain and it should rain. And if the rain is distorted, that's not what God wants. Are you with me? God's not flooding Woodward, Oklahoma. He's not flooding Oklahoma City. That's not God flooding that. The enemy distorts the weather patterns. He wants to give you rain in your season. Oh, are you listening to me? See, there are times in the season where it's like, okay, as a crop, if you are going to harvest wheat, you don't need rain. Are you with me? So there are times where you get ready in your blessing when you begin to start walking in those blessings and there may be a time of harvest and you're thinking, well, I'm glad it's not raining. Well, that's because you've got to gather some stuff into the barn. And, you don't, and you know, you're not going to be able to cut the wheat and have the, the potential of the value of the wheat when it's going to be raining. So he says he's going to give you rain in your season. So what I'm saying to you tonight is that there are times where you're going through some things that you just got to know that in the midst of me going through it, I'm going to get the rain when I need the rain. I'm going to get a word of comfort. I'm going to give a word of strength. I'm going to receive something from God. Are you with me? I'm going to get it, whether it's from, from McDonald's when you're sitting there and somebody says, hey, how you doing? Have a good day. And it might be just what you needed to hear to begin to start thinking of blessing instead of curses. About walking in the blessings of Abraham. And that's what we're talking about tonight. Walking in the blessings of Abraham. Okay, he says, we'll lend unto many nations and shall not borrow, and the Lord will make you plenteous in goods. Now, you'll be able to lend and not have to borrow because you're going to have all you need. But, you know, there are a lot of people in the charismatic faith that have said, well, you know, if you walk by faith, you shouldn't borrow. You shouldn't go to a lending institution and borrow money. And they use this scripture as proof of that. Well, it simply says you will have so much... It doesn't say it's wrong to borrow. It says you're going to have so much you don't need to borrow. And then it says you should be the lender. Well, if you're going to be the lender, somebody's going to be borrowing. And if God says he wants you to be the lender, then he must approve of borrowing also or you wouldn't be lending it to someone, do you see? So you can't you just blow holes in that right there. You can, you, it takes money to make money. You've always heard that, haven't you? Well, we're not into the money business. We're into the people business. It takes people to make, to make more people. <laughs> oh, that was a revelation. I'm, I was thinking about God's creations, and I know y'all were thinking about babies, but I was thinking it takes people. You know, we have to come together as a people, and, and collectively when we come, we begin to multiply because, because we, have, we are expressing our faith and growing and maturing. Okay. Um, so verse 13 says, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Amen. And dogs are the, dogs are the only ones that have tails that wag, right? Now, there's some you pigs that have the some tail? tails that wag. Okay, pigs have tails. <laughs> well, if you're the tail, you're getting wagged on. Somebody's God wagging. God says we're supposed to be the head and not the tail. So if you're getting wagged on, the enemy's wagging on you, Okay. And that's not what God wants. He wants you to be the head only and not the tail. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We want you guys to begin to shift how you're thinking. 
The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So are you cursed or are you blessed? We're moving from curses to blessing. Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law so we could be the blessing of freedom. So we could operate in the blessing of Abraham. So I'm going to pause, Pastor Virginia. How about if we, can we hook up this and continue this next week? But, I, but meanwhile, meanwhile, I want you to read Deuteronomy 28. We're going to give you a challenge to read Galatians chapter 3. And I want us to look at the blessings of Abraham because we're not, we're not where we need to get to yet, but the shift is on. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. Let me put Amen. it to you this way. Shift happens. <laughs> Say that. Shift happens. Shift happens. The shift is on. The shift is on. The shift is on. There's something happening. We're watching things begin to shift. There's something that's beginning to happen. Oh, no. You, what I'm here to tell you is that there, there are people that are now beginning to open up for the things of God. There's a shift that's taking place. You're beginning to move out of the curses into the blessings. You're beginning to move from being down to being up. Oh, come on, somebody. I wish you could hear me tonight. You're beginning to now be promoted in the midst of what's taking in place. God is looking at it. And when you're faithful, when you're obedient, that you're going to operate in the blessings of God. It's got to come back to being faithful. It's got to come back to obeying his word. He says, if you obey my word, then these blessings will overtake you. Amen. This time tomorrow, <laughs> things are going to change. Amen. <laughs> Some of you are like, I heard that Sunday. Say this, in the name of Jesus, I receive the blessing of Abraham. I'm going to walk in it, I'm going to operate in it, and I'm going to receive it into my life. I'm looking for blessings. I'm on the hunt. I'm after those blessings. And I'm going to find them and receive them and walk in them in Jesus' name. Give the Lord some praise in the house. Hallelujah. You know, I'm looking around and y'all are believers in the house tonight. There are people that need to know that you're going to be blessed. Get ready because the blessings are coming. Now, the, come, the blessings are coming. We said you are 